Holidays are coming and there is no better gift for a bookworm than our reading journal. Agreed, because not only are there pages for reviewing the books you've read, which listeners will know is particularly essential for me who struggles to remember characters' names or plot points, but there are also so many activities included. Yeah, let's say you're someone who wants to increase how much they read. Well, you can set that goal on the reading goals page at the start and then use the reading tracker pages to hold yourself accountable each day. And if you're someone who wants to discover new authors or genres or just generally new books to read that you wouldn't normally reach for, then I know the Book Bingo page, Alphabet Challenge and the Genre Tracker will help. We know so many of you are guilty of buying more and more books without reading what's already on your shelves. So we designed a double page spread, which should encourage you to reach for those books. I think that's actually my favorite page because I like coloring in all the spines of the books on the shelves on that page for a bit of mindfulness. Oh, I love that. And let's not forget the flowchart, which helps you pick your favorite read of the year. And I cannot wait to see what mine is for this year. So obviously you should all buy one for yourself, but if you'd like to buy one for someone else and have it sent straight to them, you can order our reading journal gift box, where the journal will be beautifully packaged alongside a mystery hardback book and some little treats to enjoy whilst reading. And it's all available at www.bookrecos.com forward slash shop. Welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. It is the end of November. Lauren is now 30. I'm still under the weather. So let's find out what we've both been up to. Yep. And you're not only getting two solid Book Recos today, but an abundance of TV Recos too. listeners I'm still ill sorry hi Jess I haven't actually listened back to last week's episode because I don't know if I can listen to my nasally voice you should listen to it when you're well yeah and I'll be so grateful to be well I'm definitely in that phase of illness where I'm like will I ever breathe again (laughs) when I was ill I think it was last month um someone said to me when you get better text me that you fully appreciate your nose again Mm. and it is one of those things that when you're ill, you always think like, oh, I never knew how life was good when I could breathe through my nose and I didn't, I wasn't coughing all the time. So I want you to do that. When you feel better, just text me. I have full appreciation of my nose. thing is my nose is never good because <laughs> I have I constant E and D problems, but it's definitely better than it is now. What's quite <laughs> sad is that we've had quite a few sunny days and mm. on those sunny days, I'm like, oh, I would love to go for a walk, but I just absolutely cannot fathom even going upstairs. I tell you what, though, today, this will be of total irrelevance to listeners because (laughs) they're not listening to this today. But today is one of those days where it's like beautiful and sunny outside, crisp blue skies. So I was like, oh, I don't need I don't think I need to layer up today. Oh, oh my God, it's fucking freezing. Yeah. Winter is here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's travel back to sunnier times because... The beginning of this month you turned 30 and you left the country so tell us about that (laughs) i'm 30 guys i am 
I actually feel really cool about it. It says that sounds the so word fun. cool really <laughs> sounds like you don't feel cool about it. And I just I I think I said I was rereading everything I know about love via audiobook. And yeah. it just got to that chapter of like when her she... turning 30 and having a fucking meltdown. And I was like, <laughs> wow, okay, this is us this year. But no, you definitely haven't had one. No. I um no, I had a really good birthday. Have we already spoken about? We birthday? spoke about Hijingo, but then yes. this was pre-Madeira. Yes. So my boyfriend bought me a trip to Madeira for uh, my birthday, which was a surprise. Um, and it is a place that I've wanted to go to for such a long time. Um, and he wrapped up a Madeira cake from Morrison's. And that's how I found out. But what did you do to it before you opened it? I thought it was socks, so I squished it. <laughs> and I was really excited about getting socks, to be honest. Um, but oh my God, Madeira is beautiful. And I would highly recommend, I mean, obviously I've not been in the peak of summer, but from what I hear, like it is an absolute, it's like insane with tourists during the summer. So I would really recommend going in November. It's 22, 23 degrees. So walking around, you don't need a, a jumper on. And it's like, actually, fun fact, it's closer to Morocco than it is to Portugal. Fun. Yep. But it's in it's Portugal, true. isn't it? Or is it not? It is in Portugal, but it's an island. Oh, so okay. It's actually like quite far away from Portugal. Um, so yeah, if you like love hiking, wine, pasta donata. Like, is it pasta? No, pastel. 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 Yeah, I have a real mental block about that word. Um, then I'd really recommend you go. And the hikes were beautiful. Um, and again, because it was not peak season, they were, we like got beautiful, beautiful views and not like the trails were really like free of people, which nice. But also I can't imagine doing any like, in the height of summer I don't want to oh yeah it would be way too hot yeah and also because you're like so high up you're above the clouds we drove like through like in the middle of like very early in the morning so we could get there for sunrise so it was really cold but then when we got up there and it was sunrise because you're above the clouds you are by you are in direct sunlight and Mm. in November it was unbearable like not unbearably hot it was really hot and we were doing it in like just like I was doing it in a sports bra and a pair of leggings and I was too hot so in the summer that would be absolutely excruciating Mm. Yeah, you'd be a puddle by the end of it and it's a really hard hike as well it took like I think five hours um so yeah peak summer I wouldn't I wouldn't no. say I said the same about Lisbon that I went to in February that like we someone there was like oh my god yeah do not come here in the height of summer um it when people are driving along the road they will drive in the shade like if there's oh like god. three lanes everyone will be in the shady lane because it's that hot God, I'm very glad I came here in February when it's like really nice to just yeah. be mooching around in a t-shirt. So clearly Portugal is an autumn winter place. Yeah. And how is your uh, November? You've I, just been to the New Forest. Yeah, I just have been ill for so long that to me there's no there's no November outside of that. So yeah, went um, back to the New Forest, which actually we were going to get married in the New Forest because it's a special place to us, but didn't in the end because felt a bit mean to drag people far away um but met some friends there and bless their hearts they they'd like pat loads of exciting board games and like gin like ready for a usual sort of weekend and I arrived and they're like wow clearly not the vibe <laughs> um 
so it was like a super chilled weekend but still a bit too much for me but we um we watched Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban and we did a game that I'd seen on Instagram and I sent it to them and then they remembered to bring a Santa hat and you put it on the top corner of your TV and then when someone wears the hat you drink so obviously I was like sipping on my tap water (laughs) but very fun would recommend as a fun game throughout the festive season um so yeah that was really nice but otherwise my episode today I have got a book record but because I just haven't been able to focus enough to read I have so many television records for you that I'm really excited to share because I've been really doing a lot of work with the TV. Uh, I love that for you. Um, And I actually just, as you were talking about Harry Potter, I have a record, which is the David Holmes, the boy who That's on my list. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I watched it last night, weirdly enough. I watched it last night. Weird. Yeah, I'd wanted to watch it since I like had heard about it. Yeah, and then I think I was actually watching an episode of Family Guy where they mentioned Daniel Radcliffe, and I was like, "Let's turn this off. Let's switch." <laughs> so good, isn't it? Oh, it was so sad. Do you want to explain what it is for listeners? Um, so Dan David Holmes was that mm-hmm. his name? Is his name? Um, he played Harry Potter's stunt double throughout all of the Harry Potter films, and really sadly, in the last film, got um injured during a stunt. The health and safety checks hadn't really done a a good enough survey and he ended up being paralyzed from the neck down um so he's been in a wheelchair ever since and there were complications during his surgery so um it meant that um fluid was leaking into his spine so he's slowly over the years been losing less and less um, mobility in his body and functions in his hands um and is slowly becoming more and more paralyzed um but him and Daniel Radcliffe have stayed really good friends and it's a documentary about his life really and um you know the making of Harry Potter and an opportunity I guess for him to tell his story Mm. and he's such a great guy oh my god he's like so positive and friendly and caring and like the fact that he was in hospital as like a young guy and he's surrounded by other, but like he was in there with one person that had been stabbed in a hate crime and one person that like was in a bombing. And he was like, well, I can't be ungrateful because I'm here because I was doing a job that I really, really love. And I was like, oh my and God, I was being so paid nice. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the film when he was like, they went back to like visit um the props department. He was like, I just love the film industry. And I was like, oh my God, the film industry paralyzed you. You are so sweet. Yeah. And his mum got really angry after the accident and said like she turned quite bitter and just wanted to sue the, you know, the people at fault. So she had someone to blame. And his response was, my life has been ruined by this. Why should we try and ruin somebody else's life? And I just think... What a great person, what a person, which is why I think, because like throughout this, the whole documentary, it's an hour and a half, you know, he is this like really positive person and, and also like his best friend has dedicated his life to being his full-time carer. And that guy just seems like a great guy. Like he's, he seems like one of those people who is just surrounded by good people. Because they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And anyways, I think that's why towards the end of the documentary when he you know he's giving his final like sort of talk to screen I found it really emotional because 
you saw the first side of him that wasn't like yeah. completely positive, but actually, you know, quite scared of what his future holds. Oh my God, it's such a good documentary. I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, it's on Sky for anyone. And I don't know if that means you can watch it in other places. I'm not too... Yeah, I don't have Sky, but I have Now TV, so okay. I could watch it on that. Yeah, I have Sky and it's such a fucking ripoff. I really need to get off the Sky train. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's too much. What other are your TV records then? Brace yourself, kids. So the first one is another documentary. It is the three-part wag of the Christie documentary on Disney+. Plus. Oh my fucking God, <gasps> have you watched it? No, I haven't. It's absolutely brilliant. Is three, it? Three parts. It's a really good documentary. And it was like, it was really interesting to watch it um, so soon after watching the Beckham four-parter on Netflix, just because, yeah, like seeing how Victoria would like have to follow David Beckham to all these countries. Like there's a bit of that with Colleen. And like basically as a result of her having to go to, I think it's Washington with Wayne, she just has a lot of free time. And so dedicates these years of her life to finding out about Rebecca Vardy. <laughs> and it's just so good. You learn a bit about like Colleen's upbringing as well. And okay. she is just a classy bird. Like she is so good. And like clearly very smart because the whole way through, like even when she outs Rebecca Vardy in that famous Instagram post, she never says Rebecca Vardy. She says Rebecca Vardy's account. And like, so back then, before even all the legal shit, she had the foresight to be like, let me put the word account there because it That's could be someone smart. else using Like, do you know what I mean? She's just so, she's so smart. She has been, like people have not appreciated her for her whole life. And like, yeah, yeah the whole Wagatha Christie thing. She's like, look, it's, I can't, I didn't want any of this. I didn't want any of the legal proceedings. Someone named me Wagatha Christie. It's completely blown up. And now I'm having to do all of this. Um, and yeah, it touches a bit on like Wayne being naughty uh, and her like having to deal with that. And it's really fucking good. And Rebecca Vardy is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I mean, it's obviously all completely one-sided, but mm. I don't see how Rebecca Vardy could ever do one on her own. Like, yeah. Would love, to, obviously, I would watch it. I would love to see what she has to say. But would you ever go to see the musical? I'm. I would. I would actually. I'm next going to watch the drama of it because I never watched that. But there's a dramatization of it, and so yeah, oh, maybe I'm just going to buy into all of it. I feel like yeah, it's like maybe. an ITV or uh, something rather. But yeah, really good three parter. Okay, okay, that's going on the yeah. list. Um, next, and actually, I don't, we haven't spoken about this. I'm not sure if you've watched it. Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV. Have you watched it? Yeah, I haven't finished it though because I'm watching it with my boyfriend, so I have to wait for him. Oh, I know, but oh my god, it's, it's really beautiful. lovely. I'm yeah. so so glad that it's done it justice because sometimes you watch these um, remakes and you're like, you know, it's nice, but this is actually, I would say on par with the book yeah although I think if I hadn't read the book yeah I might not find it as enchanting because there's definitely an element of like uh Brie Larson makes a really good Elizabeth she does yeah however I definitely because I have read the book and I really rooted for Elizabeth in the book that carried through to the TV series. But I wonder if I hadn't read the book, would I still be rooting for Elizabeth as much? Because you just okay. don't get as much... She's a bit colder. ...description and, yeah. 
um but I thought she was still very good and really well cast but there, I just I had that thought at the end of it like hmm actually do I love this so much because I love the book so much yeah oh my yeah, god very just... good 6 30 couldn't didn't think I could love him more and then I saw him in dog form on the tv and I loved him more though I don't agree with him being a cockapoo I really don't I don't know he's supposed to be raggedy he's yeah and I'm pretty sure cockapoo just didn't even exist in the 50s 60s yeah 60s um so that really bothered me Mm. um he is a beautiful dog yeah and Harriet they completely changed who Harriet was so Harriet in the book is obviously an elderly neighbor with um in a tricky relationship with her husband and she looks after mad Mm. so for those that haven't watched it they've changed her to be a much younger black woman and I didn't think it was a bad thing because mad kind of just looks after herself and she can um and so I guess it was good to add in the new storyline um which basically is that the woman is a lawyer and she's trying to like stop their houses from being knocked down. And so then she kind of calls on Elizabeth to help her on TV. But obviously we know that Elizabeth sponsors and everything is a bit difficult to navigate. So I thought it was a good addition. Mm. Yeah. Um, like didn't really affect the story. It was just like a different angle to it. So yeah. 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 And I, yeah, I think the friendship was the main part of that in the book, wasn't it? Yeah. So it just explored it in a different route. And yeah, I did. I really liked that too. Yeah. It was great. I also, I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna maybe this will be a two two series, and then it ended, and I was like, oh no, that is the end of the book. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought that. I think because it felt quite slow at the beginning. It did. It does because I've not finished it yet. So I was thinking the same thing. Maybe it isn't gonna, but maybe so it speeds up them because yeah. the first few episodes are quite slow. It doesn't really cover much ground, but. Because you know what's coming. You're like, I just want her to be on TV now. Yeah. I just want to start cooking and like make, making crazy recipes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Great. Great adaptation. Good record. Um, yeah. Uh, and then my last one, which takes us back to Hijingo, is <laughs> Squid Games The Challenge. Have you watched okay, any I of it? No, I haven't watched this yet. It's on my watch list. Yeah. So I was like, let's let's just watch the first one. And like halfway through, my husband was like, oh, I don't know if I can follow through with this, actually. And I was like, well, let's just watch to the end. Yeah. Watch to the end. And he was like, next one. And we, we watched <laughs> really? five back to back. It's really oh good. Oh, my God. Okay. So it is really good. Really good. So like they do some of the challenges that they do on the show. So like that yeah. honeycomb one in the tin that I'd kind of forgotten about. But they have to like pierce out the oh, shapes. Yeah. There's a bit of a twist on that. And like, obviously, because they've all watched the show, they're like licking it like they do in Squid Games. Yeah. And so we've decided we're going to buy some for our New Year's Eve activities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and but yeah, then, then they do some new challenges as well. And when they die, like they so they start with red light, green light. Yeah. When they're eliminated, they're obviously all wearing these like vests with a paint pellet underneath. Yeah. And so when they detect movement clearly someone in a room somewhere like presses a button and then like their chest explodes and they ha- and they've obviously been told fall to the ground like you're dead and it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> so yeah but I've, we've binged them all and now realize that they're released weekly oh, got it got it come out every Wednesday bank them all up yeah I don't know I'm two in now I think I'm just gonna have to watch every Wednesday oh need my next yeah. fix 
Yeah. And then I guess also I binged the whole new episodes of The Crown in a day because what else was there to do? Yeah. Stopped as they carried Diana's body down the streets of Paris. Sad, sad, sad. And sobbed at King Charles's, Prince Charles's reaction to her death as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Found that I'll really hard. The rest of the episodes. I know. Why does why did Netflix keep doing this now? Just give it all at once. I think it's a power play. They gotta throw it where they want us. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. I yeah. think it's people like getting a subscription to watch these shows and then cancelling. So they're like, well. Here's a way around that then. Yeah, before the 30-day trial ends. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, should we do should we do a book? Do you want to come at us with a book record and I'll go on mute and do a bit of coffee? <laughs> okay. So my record this month is Shrines of the Gaiety by Kate Atkinson. And actually, Jess, it was your auntie, Penny, who recommended this book to me at your wedding. She's a great gal. She's a great gal. And she was like, it's definitely a Lauren book. It's not a Jess book. Um, and love that. I'm going to ask her to define what she sees those both as. That's brilliant. Um, I think it, it's more, that's a really good point, actually. I'm pretty sure I did ask her what she meant by that, but we were both very drunk. Um, so I don't really remember what her answer was. Um, but it's, so here's the snob. London, 1926, roaring 20s, corruption, seduction, and debts due. In a country still recovering from the Great War, London is the focus for a delirious nightlife. In Soho clubs, peers of the realm rub shoulders with startlets, foreign dignitaries with gangsters, and girls sell dances for a shilling a time. There, Nellie Cocker is a ruthless ruler, ambitious for her six children. Niven is the eldest, his enigmatic enigmatic character forged into the harsh som but success breeds enemies nelly faces threats without and within beneath the gaiety lies an underbelly where one may be all too easily lost and it as i said in my review ticked a lot of boxes for me because it had it was it's quite a character driven novel and each each character has like their own story going along um and it had a bit of a mystery and a crime element to it so one of the characters was a detective who is working undercover to try and um bust Nellie for her her games and her clubs and trying because she's doing it all under the radar and then there's a his bit element to it as well which as We've just come to accept now. I do like a bit of his bit, mm. but I actually think this is a his bit that maybe you wouldn't like, Jess. Oh, um, and I can't really put my finger on what makes me like it and what would make you not like it. Okay. Um, but I I did really enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's had quite mixed reviews. I think you either love it or you hate it, and I found it quite difficult to get into to begin with and it is quite a chunky book um but by the end I was really invested in the characters and like liked yeah I liked following each of them on the journey and you know particularly the story of like the missing girls who are like grow up in the suburbs and then move to London to like find their fame and fortune and try and make it as a dancer in London but just disappear and this one detective is like making it his mission to try and 
find those girls dead or alive so that their families have closure. So I really liked that. That was, I would say, the main crux of the storyline. Right. Um, and then the clubs come into it because a lot of these girls end up in the types of clubs that Nellie Cocker owns, which is like a bit underhand, a bit shady. So yeah, really, it is a good reco. And actually, I've just remembered that the picture I took of this was on that hike in Madeira mm-hmm. above the clouds. So there we go. All comes full circle. It does. And Kate Atkinson, let's yeah. not forget that you had planned to read, I can't remember what the name of the series is, but all the books have got like a fox or a bird or a hedgehog yeah. or something or other on them. Still life? Um, oh, no, that's a different book. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's a different book. I read that this year, though. Yeah. Um, something life. Yeah. Um. Yes. And I have a few of them. Did you read any? I want to read them in order and Uh, you've done with like when I go to a charity shop if I find one of her books I'll buy them but I want to read them in order and I don't have all of them yet but this has made me realize that I do want to read more of her books so I'm gonna reignite that I think yeah and I think I'm just I'm guessing here but I feel like if you go to a charity shop you'll be like I don't remember which ones I have or which ones I don't is that the case do you think that would happen 100%. 100%. Yeah, I feel like you need to start a note on your phone. Yeah. Maybe is the order and then like which ones you have are in bold or yeah, something. I'm going to take that as an action. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lovely. This is like the way that I've discovered and fallen in love with Kristen Hanna. This could be your Kate Atkinson yes. journey. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, yeah, my book is actually a series of books that I'm making my way through. So I actually read the first one on honeymoon in October but then because they're a series and the last one isn't out I'm sl- I'm tried to pace myself a bit with them so that I don't forget it all by the time the last one comes out so I read the second one at the end of October mm-hmm. and then I've been listening to the audiobook of the third one this month um and it is the inheritance game series by Jennifer Lynn Barnes mm-hmm. I thought there was just four um, but the fourth book is in hardback and I was like, well, obviously I'm going to wait for that to come out in paperback. Turns out there's a fucking fifth one coming out like next spring. And so I was like, oh, I really need to slow myself down now. <laughs> um, but they're very good. I'll read the synop of the first one because obviously if you read the second, it might ruin some of the first. Um, a billion dollar fortune. Avery has a plan. Keep her head down. Work hard for a better future. Then an eccentric billionaire dies, leaving her almost his entire fortune, and no one, least of all Avery, knows why. Now she must move into the mansion she's inherited. It's filled with secrets and codes and the old man's surviving relatives, a family hell-bent on discovering why Avery got their money. Soon she is caught in a deadly game that everyone in this strange family is playing, but just how far will they go to keep their fortune? And so it's a YA, which I realise we always say YA, but for anyone that doesn't know, that's young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because Avery is a teenager and she goes to school and some of them are yeah. but like definitely anyone could enjoy this um, really short chapters all vast plot like basically in like maybe the first or second chapter she gets summoned by this lawyer so you're like great we're not faffing about with anything mm-hmm. get me there find out what the fortune is oh my god this man is so so rich that like you just start it it does that thing I, to your brain where you're like, yeah, this is totally normal to have like 10 houses around the world and like mm-hmm. your your main house to have a bowling alley in it. And like, oh, yeah. I do love it when a book has just like filthy rich people because I get to live vicariously through them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'd really love 
to just inherit a stranger's money. I mean, it's obviously not easy for Avery. She has to live in the mansion for a year to be able to inherit it. And also she's obviously like okay. not of age. And so that's why she's like there with his family who were like, well, we're not leaving until you've like fully inherited it. And they're like, all so fucking weird. And the guy that leaves her his money is like loved like a puzzle or a detective like loved a bit of mystery and so he purposely has made it really hard for them to figure out why she this random has what has got his fortune and so like they're trying to like follow the clues and figure it all out oh I love that yeah which is why it's because I was like how is this gonna stretch so many books I was literally about to ask you that question yeah but that's basically how and like just when they think they've solved something yeah there's like a whole other element to it that they're now trying to work out whether I'm guessing by the end of the series maybe she'll come of age will she keep the fortune I really hope she doesn't give it all away it really yeah. annoys me when like people like she really came from nothing like both of her parents uh her mum died her dad's not around her sister who she didn't really know took her in she doesn't have much at all and so I'm like you deserve this like take you it keep that. it I'm really hoping that that's what happens at the end but you just never know um oh. So yeah, really fun, really gripping series. The audiobook is not as good as the book. Okay. Because I think I read the book. Are you doing book. it at the same time? No, because I can't read at the moment. Um, oh, so I'm like listening to the audiobook whilst like washing my face and like just yeah. like, in the, like making a cup of tea or whatever. Um, I think I because it's such a fast paced book, I can read it faster than I can listen to it. I oh, really but okay. when I listen to an audiobook too quickly I don't take any don't of it in so like there's a limit to how much mm-hmm. I can do um so yeah I wish I had read it but maybe when I'm better I'll switch yeah yeah then, then I'm then I'm just like that's a waste of a credit no it's borrow box uh, I actually need to cancel audible because I don't even remember the last time I listened to a book on audible because you still I do it all on borrow box and then obviously I've got um the loads of books on Spotify now so yeah yeah gonna cancel it I just keep forgetting take that Amazon yeah I've probably got about three books on this I should use them as well cash them in do you have to use them before you cancel I feel like Amazon are the type to be like fine we're taking all those credits with us bye I don't think so okay would be very shady if they did Mm, yeah so that sounds great this is the end of November yes Next week's episode is December, and boy, is it going to get festive. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle in. Get in that sleigh. Lock in. I'm absolutely buzzing. I can't wait. Putting up the tree this weekend as well. Are you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm... Obviously, we've been reading lots of festive records mm-hmm. in preparation for next week's episode, and some of them are... We have reviewed on the grid... Um, but we've just been teasing the recos because yeah. I think it wants for a bigger discussion. Very and much. I I know I don't know why I always get surprised, but literally every year our most listened to episodes are our summer reads of that year episode and our festive reads of the year episode. Yeah. It just it always surprises me. And you know, we're coming up to four years in now and I'm still yeah because also Um, both of those genres is usually easy to read books like is that what it is yeah maybe tell us or maybe it's like it just does what it says on the tin they know what they're going in for maybe yeah all right 
let's see let's see if this one tops last year's best of records yeah much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and don't forget to share our podcast with your reading buddies because they might like to listen as well and if you don't already then follow us on instagram at book recos for funnily enough more book recommendations see you next week we'll be here